0: Okay guys, welcome to episode 43, just a PSA announcement, just letting you know what the plan is for this week's episodes, is that we dribbled on last night, DP and I got that excited talking about our Barn Bugle experience and Tassie experience that we did dribble on for quite a bit, so we've had to edit it down, we're going to drop two episodes this week, this episode has got the wrap up from last week's events, and then we also go into part one of our Barn Bugle special, our Out of Bounds series, with the videos coming out later on as well. So this is part one of this week's episodes, and then later in the week you're going to hear part two, which goes into the uh, the back half of our trip, and then also looks at the preview of uh, this week's events, leading by the PGA's uh, Myakoba Classic. So we'll also have a great interview with Richard Mercer as well. So enjoy this week's episodes, this is part one, episode 43, enjoy. <music> We're three golf tragics. So we're weekend packers and we'd love to go to golf. And I, I think that's I showed you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 <laughs> you did. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. guys. <laughs> righty, guys. Welcome to episode 43 of the Golf Days Australia podcast, sponsored by Cobra Puma Golf, Dint Putters Session Set, and Net Return Australia, broadcasting to all the good major podcasting services. You know what to do subscribe. Uh, follow, whatever you need to do, get around it. DP, it's just you and me tonight, buddy. you got to smash the like button as smash well. Smash the like, yeah. Isn't that what right? What like button is it?
1: I don't know. It's on one of those. Is it on? Oh, what do you use? use oh, Spotify. No
0: free ads, but. Yeah, I'm know. using Spotify now. I was I was a uh, pod, uh, pocket cast person, but yeah, a bit of Spotify. It makes it easier. Yeah,
1: very good. Mm. I'm mm. well-known. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm good. That's good. good. Yeah, just no, you and I. He, Why is it just you and I tonight? I don't know. Steve O's um you and his you in his studio. He should what's his note? Is he got a late note?
0: Steve did not want to join us tonight because I think um we're gonna talk a bit of Tassie.
1: Yeah we are. There was no golf yeah. last week, so we got some fillers for filling <laughs> time. To that's talk. hey, we've
0: got a bit of golf. We've got a bit of golf to talk about. But before we get into that, I'm gonna firstly crack open my session set. Here we go. And tonight I have got the Capital Brewing Company's uh, Rockhopper IPA, and it's a good one, this one as well. So coming into Christmas, uh, jump on a session set.com. Uh, um, is it .com.au? I should know that. Come on. Oh, par. Are you fair, Nickham? You have one job and you oh, Yeah, but us. I always question if it's .com.au or if it's not. Uh, it is a session set.com. Just .com. 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 Yeah. That's all you need to know. See, people remember this ad readout because of the way that I've screwed it. <laughs> you, you screwed the booch. But the best thing about Session Set is that they are giving our members a deal. Um, GDA Beer, one word, is going to get you $20 off the subscription for your first month of the subscription deal where you get 16 crafties in a box delivered to your door. Uh, if you don't want to do the uh, monthly subscription deal, then there is a tester pack there of 16 beers as well. You get two lots of uh, eight or eight lots of two, I should say, um, and you throw a GDA beer in there. Look,
1: We need Steve back already. Look, we need Steve.
0: <laughs> I'm excited about this episode. My head's all over the place. I'm, look, I'm going to have this beer. Yeah,
1: look, I've, but, um, I've just smashed a one-drop uh, XPA, if you are interested in that. I know
0: you didn't ask, but... Nice one, it's yeah. better than a sparkling water man of the people. <laughs> yep. big <laughs> shout out
1: what, to uh, you're so keen to get into this episode because you just want to rib me. I know what yeah, you're gonna do,
0: right. yeah, there's going to be a bit of that, don't worry. And I know that I'm going to get it in return, so that's fine. Um, anyway, but yeah, before, before
1: we get on to it, do you want to uh, big can
0: shout I give out a know? shout out to Shano?
1: Shano, that's what I was gonna say. Come on. He's, doing He's running his, a marathon uh, or, or four. four
0: marathons in in uh, in four weeks. He is so uh, raising some money for Type One Diabetes family. So good on you, Shane. We're following along. Um, I believe your first one was on the weekend, so hopefully it went well, mate. And you've got three more in you before Christmas. Um, but yeah, sessionset.com. Get onto it now. We've got another sponsor to talk about.
1: Yeah, we do. It's like Christmas came early, really, even was. though I reckon Santa's got a better delivery um, system than Star Trek.
0: <laughs> uh, Cobra Puma, our clubs have arrived. We have Ew. got them in our hot little hands. Um, Do you play them on the weekend, mate? Mate, I didn't get. To, I I played them. I got to hit them with nine holes. I took them out for nine holes on Thursday, but I had the kids. I was on daddy daycare. Um, because the missus had taken off to Sydney to get away from me. So no goal for me. But I got to, I got to play nine holes, and let me just tell you, very, very excited about them. They um, I've actually still got a couple of them with plastic on them that I didn't get to hit. But, mate, those irons, I there was the first couple of shots I hit that I didn't even feel them come off the club, and I pinned them. It was so I snuck, good.
1: I snuck it out and played four holes the other day. When I first got them, like, I ripped the plastic. Oh, I did a video, I ripped the plastic off and put them in the bag and then snuck out and, and had four holes. And the first was a par three, eight iron, and, and it felt pure. Like, I've gone, wow, yeah. these things are magic. Might, yeah. have topped
0: the ne- might have topped the next couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to admit that driver, I, I hit the driver, the first one, and just snappied it left. And then the second one hit a tree. And then I finally kind of thought, hang on, maybe I can actually aim where I want to aim and just aim right side of the fairway. And I hit three of the best drives I've ever hit going coming home. So I'm I'm pretty stoked and pretty excited to, to get a hold of that and get used to it. That was the first time I'd really hit it since the testing day. Um, wedges felt good. Wedges around the greens, just something i got to get used to. Got a little bit of a different touch than my old wedges, but they say that buttery smooth and I felt a bit of that buttery smooth on them. So... Mate, I'm um, I'm pumped to give him a good crack. I did a bit of a video as well, um, you know, taking him out of the bag and and talking about him and, and put him on the launch monitor at home and then and then filmed those nine holes the other day. So I'll uh, edit those videos so people can have a look and, and your video will be up shortly as well, mate.
1: Quality video too. It is,
0: it, it is a quality video. You're a dickhead.
1: What is it? In the wrong? I did it in portrait, not landscape or something. You did. Yes. I'm no bloody Steven Spielberg, mate. I got to head for podcasts, and for some reason, you want to put me in front of a camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No one's going to win out of seeing me on camera. I'm just putting. It uh, what
0: there. you say? You're even wider in that in landscape.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want me to put it in landscape? I said I'm wide enough. I don't need no, no bloody landscape. Um, for those playing uh, along, one one length clubs, we got yeah. So just yeah, you need to frame that up. That's the, I guess the the difference. It took me a bit. The four and five iron, bit um, yep. bit toppy, but. I've uh, yep. played. I played around on Saturday
0: and had thirty points, so can't that's, be too, um, mate. Yeah. You can't be disheartened with that with your uh, your first time around with uh, fresh clubs and and you have thirty points. Anyways, that's that's pretty good. And I would have had a. I would have shot a really good score the other nine holes that I did, but I putted like shit, and that's not Cobra Puma's fault at all because it's an Odyssey putter.
1: Can I just say, mate? You need to see our friends at Dint. Dint putters, they'll look after you. 50 bucks off. Those who are I do, along. I
0: believe. Yes, yes. Go and check out our Golf Days Australia advice and discussion page for that deal so they can get a dint putter for uh, in their stocking for Christmas. Might be a good one.
1: So before we get on to
0: Tassie, do we want to recap what
1: happened on the weekend? Because I think you touched on it. There was, was some golf, wasn't there?
0: Mate, we picked the winner. The first ever time we've had a crack at picking a winner in a uh, women's golf event, which we follow and which we, you know, cover and cover the results of. We we picked the LET winner this week in in Spain, Emily Pedersen.
1: Pedersen, go Emily! And I, should, I-, I should
0: insert that that clip of us picking it right now. Well, Steve Seriously, and then what? Steve O didn't follow the trend.
1: Didn't even make the cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beth Allen. What about he took a couple of minutes as well? We had to give him a couple of minutes so he could find someone on the sheet because he frantically was like, "Oh, I better find out who's playing now." And uh, he just threw a dart, picked Beth Allen, and she come eighty sixth. Miss Cup.
1: How Miscut. good? To, but just shows that you and I are probably the professionals on this uh, mm. this backyard podcast. But one hundred percent know our shit. I'm I'm batting a hundred on the Let tipping.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that's it. And and massive shout out to Emily Pedersen over there. She is on fire at the moment. So she won early this year in August. She won the Czech Ladies Open. That was her second event, and then she won the Saudi Ladies International three weeks ago. That was a third event. Then she won the and uh, she won the Saudi Ladies Team International. That was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that was last weekend. And then this weekend she wins the uh, the Costa del Sol Open. In Spain, which is just three tournaments back to back, massive, huge uh, results there for Emily Pedersen. She's just on fire, and uh, she had a really good interview at the end. She she had a dad on the bag for the entire time, which was really cool to see. Uh, she got to celebrate and share that victory with dad. Um, so yeah, which isn't her normal caddy, so it was really cool to see over there. Emily Pedersen, she's just uh, yeah on fire. Moving on.
1: Yeah, no, very good. She's only young though, isn't she? How old is she?
0: Uh she is twenty-four. Denmark from, from De- Denmark. Denmark. Yep.
1: Yeah, Denmark. Yep. From yep. around sixty-six. Um, That's pretty good,
0: isn't it? Like sixty-six. Yeah, she she was just solid. Um, she had this shot uh on the back nine where I think it was the twelfth hole, and she kind of she missed a short putt the hole before, and apparently she said to her dad, like, all right, this is birdie time. Like, I need to get a move on here. And on the 12th hole, she kind of blocked it left behind a tree, and it looked like she was blocked out, and she just, like, just ran up this, this iron behind this tree, and it literally ran up onto the green and rolled around to about four foot from the hole, and that's how she made her birdies, and then went on a run of birdies from there, so... Um yeah, she just held a nerve there. There was a couple of uh, Spaniards that were, were after her and there was an amateur that um, come third as well. So, but tough going over there. I think there was only 15 of them under par and she won at 15 under. So, she, she towered them up in the end and she just played much, much uh, better golf than the rest of them. 24 she is too. I think I said that. Yeah,
1: 1996. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I left, I, left, I left high school in 96. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, then we had the Euro PGA at Leopard Creek. Now, this place looked amazing. This is the Alfred Dunhill Championship in South Africa. And dead set this course. You they just panned from the fairway at one stage. A couple of hundred meters next to the fairway, hippos. Just hippos grazing. Then they got just elephants walking past. Like this place is ridiculous over there, and um, just a special place to play. I'd, I'd love to. It's it's now on my bucket list after seeing that uh, this weekend. But Christian, I'm going to have a go at it. Do it, do it. Oh, uh, now I can't even set myself up.
1: You've been practicing, right? Oh. Yeah, you, I know. You was practicing. I was practicing. Like we're going to say CB. Bizouten,
0: bizouten how? Bizouten how? Yeah, Bezout and Hout would do. Christian Bezout and Hout, or Bezout and Hout. Um, mate, he's, he's had a, a massive victory over there, 14 under his shot. There were a couple of guys that absolutely fell apart, and I think it was pretty much on the last hole. A couple of them had a, one finished with an eight, another one finished with a, a seven when they had a chance. Um, so they fell apart, but he's had a great victory over there. And one of the really cool things is, uh, after the after he won the event, he did an interview. And in the interview, I noticed that he had a bit of a stutter in his interview. And I didn't know much about Christian and I, I didn't know much about his story. And I, I just thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just Google his name and see, you know, what he's kind of done and, and, and who he is. And one of the first stories that came up was this story about when he was two years old, he picked up a Coke bottle that he saw in the street and drank from it. And he didn't know that that drink bottle had contained rat poison um the the hospital had to pump his whole stomach but the the poison got into his whole nervous system and and one of the long term effects that he had was the stutter and the you know that stutter created this huge anxiety for him as well so like what he's had to go through and and work with a psychologist and and everything else like that he was always scared of interviews etc cetera, etc cetera. um looking at the drug tests he was he got in trouble I think for having some beta blockers to manage his stutter um, so like he's been through a lot, this guy, and, uh, he just played really, really good golf and that was his, uh, his second European tour win now. So he, he won back in 2019 last year. So yeah, it's just awesome to see. He was such a nice guy. He played such good golf and really crazy story when you actually, you know, look him up and you, you, you read that story about him.
1: Yeah, definitely. A um, bit of a history there. He got the nine month suspension. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear, hear, mm. hear about that? He was on some uh drugs that he was taking for the anxiety yeah. and, um that led him to being banned um as an amateur. So he missed out on the Eisenhower trophy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy story. And uh, um yeah, I'd suggest if anyone's uh, looking for it, um go and go and have a look at his story and, and have a read because yeah, it's pretty pretty cool to, to see what he's had to kind of endure and go through and you know, he's a two time Euro PGA winner now. Yes, he is. And we didn't tip right. that, no? No, we didn't. No, that's uh, poor form on us uh, last week. We didn't. I don't think we even mentioned it. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we had a shock. Amateur. I I mean, see, it was, that's the host job, isn't it?
1: Oh, Steve-O, what's he doing? I don't know.
0: Doing a better job than we're doing tonight, but I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, bloody oath. Let's get into the next. What's uh, What's on the run sheet next Uh
0: well, host host us with the most. Well, well, this is why everyone's uh, tuned in tonight. It's to it's to listen to us talk about <laughs> our out of bounds series.
1: We came up with that name, didn't we? GDA.
0: <laughs> out, out of bounds. We need some cool music to go with that or something. So, if anyone can just help us out with that one, I'm sure Steve's got it covered. Um, what about but, it? I got
1: a I got a suggestion.
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> You're an idiot. What do you reckon? You are an idiot. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Our Tassie trip. Um mate, we we, we decided to get away. Farm bugle. We uh, started started the trip off by basically me coming up to Coinda. It was Masters Weekend as well. So where do you want to start? We've got to start with foreplay. Start with your Bucks party. Where do you want to start?
1: Mate, I'm easy. I'm easy. I was on two weeks' leave. I had a Bucks party and ended up falling on the same weekend as as the Masters, which we'd we'd always planned to, you know, do a party watch or whatever we are going to do. And then I said, well, I'm thinking of ducking the Tassie because the borders were opening. And you said, yeah, let's do it. And we got a pretty good deal with that. Their frigging fly points, so it didn't cost us much at all really to... no
0: no it didn't um... it didn't and for those that are wondering all of this has been recorded we've, we've vlogged filmed everything there is shot tracer for all of round two we're gonna we're gonna talk about it now but you're gonna hear about it and then you're gonna be able to see it yeah, double par don't... doesn't want you to see some of those things <laughs> that are on there including the first hole maybe the we're gonna second. get to that We'll
1: get Maybe to the that. third, but you you actually turned up at my door. So we'll start with you turning yeah. up at my joint with a powerade in hand.
0: Mate, and how good bloody, am I? Your am new I bloody good?
1: camera that you'd bought yeah, in me face straight away, and you sent and me the, t- the you sent me the the footage of that day. How bad do my eyes look? I was. Mate.
0: You I looked horrible. Right. I knew it was going to yeah. go that way the whole time. And I was like, you need to perk up before I get there. And I was like, you're going to be dead. I, I know what that feeling's like. The older we get, the less we recover. And I'm like, <laughs> he's going to be no good at all. And I was like, well, I'll grab him Powerade. It's the least I can do because I'm about to barge in and wake him up. Um, but you, you got to me first. You knew it was coming. So you tried to meet me at the door, but then you nearly fell out coming out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. But you turned up. I was good.
0: You were I'm good. You...
1: Give, give her up right I had me power aid.
0: You had your power aid you perked up. And we uh we got out to uh, Erin to to kind of have a look at the launch, the opening of the uh, four-play golf simulation venue out there, which was uh it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, big shout out to Josh, and I think we've we've already mentioned him, but um he showed us around and the owners were out there as well. Um really good were there. setup. Uh, working on a couple of things with their simulators about what courses that um the the patrons can play down there. But once they get that all sorted, I think it'll be a a top world-class event to go and have any sort of, um, I guess, party, any sort of social um, gathering there, but also um, to go and get lessons. I know they've got a couple of the local pros that are working out of there to get you some lessons. So um, I think the people of Central Coast really need it. And if you are up on the Central Coast, go out and see Josh and the team out there, and I'm sure they'll look after you.
0: Mate, the best thing about that place I found as well, not only is the venue nice and like the three bays, they've got the alcohol license coming, they're going to have an upstairs area where you're going to be able to play poker and stuff. So, you know, bucks party events or party events, whatever you want. Um, The thing that I've never really seen at most other ones was the video replay of your club hitting the ball after you'd made impact. So you make your shot and then your stats come up and there is a, you know, a couple of second video of your club slow motion coming down, making contact. And to be able to see how much your face is open or face is closed, or even just the cool thing was seeing the club like kind of bend and ricochet off the ball as it goes was, uh, it was pretty cool to see. So I, I think there's a lot of scope there. And if you want to go as well and just kind of work on your game, mate, perfect place to go.
1: Yeah, that was um, pretty cool to watch. It's an overview. Of your club path and contact or strike with the ball at yeah. super super slow mo, a million frames a second. That might be an yeah. exaggeration, but it was oh. um, it was a lot of frames. Definitely per an Definitely an exaggeration. <laughs> and it showed.
0: But yeah, uh, bird's showed, eye view of your club yep. hitting the yeah. ball.
1: So no, sad. so we we had a bit of fun there. A couple of hours. Um, I think Steve O was on his way back from. From Mudgy or wherever he'd been with his fiasco. He had a bit of a car fiasco out there, the poor bloke. Um but he actually got to to spend an hour or so with us at the end there and um we had a bit of a hit and mate, I was struggling. I think we didn't get home till about eleven thirty that night, did we? (laughs) It was uh it was a big night.
0: That was late. Uh, we got macas. Yeah, we did. The palmy Um, burger. They were shit. They were shit. Um, They they were shit. Terrible decision. But then we got but back and we had, what, four hours sleep? Not even. I think Steve rocked up at 3.30 in the morning, didn't he? <laughs> it
1: was About 3.30 like Monday morning, knock at the door, steve there, he comes in, and we watched the final, what, nine-odd holes of the the Masters.
0: <laughs> DJ recorded, watched DJ do his thing.
1: Recorded the pod. Yep.
0: And we had a hit at Gwinda.
1: And we invited Josh. That was a four ball. What did we play?
0: We played two on two uh, net match play. Yep. Me and Josh. Did
1: video is good as that.
0: Up? I was just recording the video. I do on the video lots of shit talk, lots of uh, lots of banter. Um, you know, you just kind of, you could see you just own the place there, the way you strut around at Coinda.
1: Look, big shout out to Dave Stretton and uh, the team here. They do a fantastic job. So, if anyone ever does want to come up and visit, um probably don't tell them double pass you? Cause no. in you cuz you'll get charged double double but um yeah no the team are, are really good here and the course was in great nick I think it was just at the end of our clubs you you come across here so um yeah no it was it was really good actually um 40 degree day though so it was pretty it was a stinted. million degrees
0: um, yeah. million degrees we went through uh, a man corner what do you call it there man corner Queen does man corner
1: yeah I call it I don't think anyone else does but I do 12 13 14 no, 13, 14, 15. I get that rock every day. So thirteen's a par yeah. 4, water down the left, bunkers on the right. It's pretty short. You should be able to get there. Um, 14's a drivable par 4 for the big bombers. I think it only plays about 270, 280 um, off the whites. Um, but trouble left, trouble right. So you need to be pretty accurate. And then 15, uh, longish par 5, probably the longest par 5 we've got on the course. So... Um, Pretty testing tee shot through a shoot, and then yeah, water um, left of the the green. So yep. I call it Amen Corner because it is a tough three holes. Um, if you can get through there, pretty unscathed, um, I think you're having a pretty good day. But yeah, no, it was a
0: good. It was good. I don't I don't want to ruin everything. I don't want to you know give all the spoilers away from the video. But let's just say that I met my fears on the ninth hole, and I, I dealt with my fears on the ninth, and we will that. People can watch that on the video. Uh, We think I – well, I thought I nearly holed out on one of the holes, which turned out I was way behind the hole, and you just dropped a bomb of a putt for a birdie, just giving you a bit of a shout-out there. Um, I hit hit a ball out of the water. Yeah, you did. That's something to watch. Very exciting, (laughs) man. Um, and then it goes to the 18th and it, it's a, it's a dramatic, dramatic finish. It's a, it's a good video. So I'm, I'm excited to get that one finished and and that one should be up uh, pretty soon this week, hopefully. So, and that will be part one of our out of bounds series before we then, uh, move on to the next step, which is us flying out. So we
1: rushed from the 18th green back to my joint, got showered and packed the cars and head to the airport.
0: We did. We got to the airport and, um, wasn't that bizarre
1: it's really weird there was like no one there was it
0: i hadn't even really thought about the whole traveling through covid thing literally until i was driving down there and um we were kind of in the uber on the way to the airport and i was like yeah i wonder what this airport's going to be like but you know all the kind of borders are kind of opening all up a bit more so i thought thought at least McDonald's would be open downstairs but we get there and the whole place is empty we literally walk straight to the front of the line I still get in trouble because of my baggage so I've got to have a pocket full of battery packs I think (laughs) I had about 15 kilos in my pocket you did didn't you I got through
1: no dramas I got through unscathed and I was underweight or on weight for everything but you you pushing the limits trying to bat your eyelids which mind you did work coming home
0: <laughs> but then I get through, then my the, the bloody metal detector goes off, so I have to take my belt off. And then of course I'm randomly selected for a search, wasn't I? So I oh, know I had gaffer tape in my bag. So apparently you can't take gaffer tape onto a plane. <laughs> that was weird. Who would Wanna, have thought?
1: Yeah. No, you had electrical tape, didn't you? Which I had electrical okay. tape.
0: They let me on for that. But if it was gaffer tape, they would have taken it. So the, don't yeah. ask why I had electrical so. tape with me either. Leave that for the video. <laughs> then you so. had this
1: bullshit thing that we've got to go and drink tequila before every golf trip. So we get yeah. down to the bloody bar and they didn't have tequila. Thank God. Well, they had mine. tequila,
0: but you refused to have normal tequila. You would only have Cafe Patron. Yeah, correct. So instead we... Uh-
1: there's a long story, Nate, where I wanted to fight every man his dog in the hole of the Sydney CBD and vomited on myself <laughs> after drinking tequila when I was about 21, and I refuse to succumb to the evil thing that is tequila ever again.
0: Uh, so, that would have I been just, brilliant. That would have been a story.
1: Yeah, so I conned you into having a an espresso
0: martini. Mate, we got into the espresso martini, so smashed a couple of those down um before jumping on the flight, which was, you know, I'll take that. If I can't have tequila, at least we can have some espresso martinis. So smash them down. I like that we tried to drink espresso martinis before we were going to sleep on the flight as well. That just, yeah, anyways, that's not the smartest, wisest thing to do. But um we had a couple of those and then we... We get on the on the plane with everyone wearing masks and that was unusual for me as well. Being in a country town, I've been pretty lucky. We've been away from the whole mask thing and I've only had to wear a mask I think once when I went to the hospital when our baby was born a couple of months ago. So besides that, I haven't had to. So that was a really strange thing for me to kind of uh, be around, but the flight was good. Uh, we got on there, took off on time and we got down to Tassie.
1: Down to Tassie, picked up the car, went and visited Mum for a quick uh, dinner. We did? Dinner before before uh, making no our way to um, Barn Yeah, I hadn't seen Mum for a couple of years. She was meant to come up in uh, April, but due to COVID, she didn't get up here. So we had a bit of uh, dinner at a lovely restaurant. Uh, what was it called? Cataract on... Cataract
0: on Patterson.
1: Yeah, so if you're down in, in um, Launceston, I, I highly recommend it, Nate. It was oh, yeah. good, yeah?
0: Yeah, 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 food was great. The um, yeah, place was amazing and those affogados were finished as well because we, we we still had an hour drive. <laughs> but how yeah, good?
1: I mean, I, I, I'm i a fat bastard, so I may or may not have had an affogado in my day, but two mm-hmm. scoops of vanilla ice cream. How good was it? Two scoops, that's what it's about. Yeah, it was a um, um, no, good feed, And then we jumped in the car and drove for like an hour. But what was that phenomenon? That we come across.
0: <laughs> the Christmas lights. The Christmas phenomenal. lights.
1: We got it on film, yeah?
0: It is on film. People are going to be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But uh, all of a sudden we're driving and DP and, uh, DP's just like, have a look at those lights up there. It's like, is that a Christmas tree up ahead? Literally thought it was just fairy lights going. And then we realized that they were on the power lines and they just kept going and going and going along the road. Um and you just kept staring at them instead of – this was literally one of the dodgiest roads. All the roads in Tassie are dodgy, but this is one of the windiest, dodgiest roads. We've got a high car. The high beams aren't that great on it. There is wombats and wallabies everywhere, and you're just staring off into their Christmas lights, which we found out were to protect the eagles from running into the power lines, <laughs> flying During the into
1: day. Them. <laughs> During the day, but cause a distraction to drivers at night. So, well, I don't know. It's Tasmania. <laughs> Yeah, Tasmania.
0: Good driver. Um, we
1: didn't get in. So what time we get in? About 11.30, was it? You ring the Yeah, we ago? saw
0: nothing. We're driving We're driving through there, and we know we're driving through this pristine, you know, two of the best golf courses in the world, and we can't see a fucking thing. And we just rock up, and we go to the reception. We wake Roscoe up out of bed. He's a grumpy old bastard, isn't he? Roscoe. People will know about Roscoe. We don't need to say much about Roscoe. He was lovely to us. He, he got up and gave us the keys.
1: Okay. Pointed it's pointed order. us in the in the direction of our room. Pointed us
0: in the direction to go, and he left us on our merry way.
1: He's got a he's got a he's got a um, reputation that precedes him, though Roscoe. I heard about yeah, Roscoe great. before I even went down there. And I great bloke. Great yeah. Bloke bloke no,
0: yeah really um. Good. Yeah. And uh, anyways, we we finally uh, hit the hay, and uh, we get pumped for the next day, and uh, we get ready for our day one at Farm Bugle Dunes. It's the caper though when we walk into the room and you go, "That's the activity
1: bed, and that's the sleeping bed." What's that about?
0: It's just you have to watch the video. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I don't <laughs> snore, do I? I don't snore. Can we confirm for the listeners?
0: You don't snore. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been a murder suicide if it, if that had happened.
1: So, day one, we wake up and we meet this guy that had the into your DM.
0: <laughs> Righto. Hang on. We wake up and it is windy as shit for starters. Let's just put it this way. So, I'm like, all right, let's get up. Let's get at it. I've got the drone. I'm like, oh, we might have a little fly the drone out here and see what it's like. It is blowing a gale. Um, did I take the drone out anyways that morning? No.
1: I don't think you got up in the air. It was, too, no, it was absolutely it was too, windy. too windy. I
0: it think was you tried,
1: windy. but it was just, yeah, yeah. it was shit.
0: No, it was too when you decided not to. I remember opening the uh the door to have a look outside and nearly got blown back in. So, um we uh we we went and at Brecky up the top and at uh, Lost Farm, so, so set the scene. We were, we were staying at the Lost Farm, so there's multiple different accommodation options there. You can stay at Barn Bugle Dunes, you can stay in the cottages, you can there's uh, three bedroom places, there's one bedders So they've got a bit of everything, and we stayed at the Lost Farm in the uh, in the rooms there, and we had a beautiful ocean view room, which in hindsight. I would have nearly, depending on what I was looking at, I might have uh, preferred one of the other sides so you can actually see a bit of the golf course. So uh, we could, you know, see a bit of water, but it wasn't an amazing ocean view site. No, I think
1: I was expecting the kind of view that we had a breakfast to be in our room. Yeah. When yeah. they said ocean view. So the, the view from the the restaurant at Lost Farm is magic, oh. like it is to die for. Like, um but, yeah, I don't even know what they stung us as extra for an ocean view. But
0: I mean, as
1: you said, if, and we were we pretty much had the golf course to ourselves both days. I think we were lucky to see, what, three groups on each day. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like there was anyone out there. But I think <laughs> if it was a full card, if you had a golf course view, you could watch some choppers come up and play a hole
0: yeah.
1: um, from your balcony, which would be heaps better for, for yeah. me, I reckon. Than, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Smack a couple of beers on the on the balcony and and just watch a few people come up and um you know after you are having your rest or whatever and yeah so we we go have a, a brekkie up there and that that view is amazing up there at that restaurant I don't I don't care what I was paying for brekkie or food the whole entire time I was there because that view is just worth every dollar to be up there as long as the uh, Jai's mum cleans the windows. How is that small town, i hey? <laughs>
1: So the, the windows are copticaning because of the wind, right? So there was just sea mist all over them, yeah. But Yeah. They were cleaning them as we were finishing breakfast, which was 100%. Cool.
0: Yeah, and it was just a beautiful view, beautiful start a way to start the day and then we we jump in the car, so it's a it's a what? 3-minute drive from from there over to the actual June site. So we jump in the car and we uh We go and meet this guy that, yeah, as you said, slid into the DMs. I know if you listen to this one, I know he's excited. You know what? The missed opportunity. We should have got Jai on here to talk about it with us.
1: No. Blake's done your money. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I did steal your money and you stole mine and we'll go through that as well. But, um, yeah, so we go over to the dunes, we meet up with Jai, uh, we go and see, um, so Jai's living down in Launceston, heard our podcast and kind of reached out. He's mates with Joshy as well. One of our moderators on our page and kind of reached out and said, Hey boys, like I'd I'd be keen to jump along and and have a hit with you guys if you are. And we said, yeah, for sure. Why not? And, And look, in hindsight, thank God he did come because, um, I probably would have stabbed DP with one of my clubs, uh, by the end of the the two days, if he wasn't there to kind of break it up. But, um, we go in there into the pro shop and we meet Adam in the pro shop there at the dunes. And he was just a legend. Um, you know, he was giving us some great stories the whole time we were there, but he was just yeah full of insight. He loves obviously working there at that place and, um, yeah, he set us up and and told us what the what the go was there and what we should know and what we need to look out for and we got a course guide which I tell you what like I'm a sucker for these course guides you know if you're going to a course and they've got a a course guide that's normally ten dollars and it's got the the drawings of the course in there with the measurement and each hole or hole by hole if yeah you're holding yours up I've got mine in front of me. I know I'm probably only going to use it once, and I know if I go back there, I'm probably going to buy another one. But I just love them. I just uh, there's something about golf at you know top resorts and top places, and and this one, it's just it's a beautiful players guide, and um, it got me excited. I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like, oh, how good was it? So this is the difference between you and me. I'm a tight ass.
1: I've still got one that I like from the vines or whenever I. Went And I'll take it back. If I'm going back, I ain't buying another one. Not for 10 bucks.
0: <laughs> you know what? There actually, the know. first one I ever got was St. Andrew's Beach. That was the first time I ever saw one of these was down there. And it's one of my top favorite golf course, St. Andrew's Beach. And I think one of the reasons was the bloody course guide. I loved getting it out. You feel like a bit of a pro as well. You get out, you know, you go up to the tee, have a look, and you just have a look. And, all oh, right, this is what it is to cover it, let alone you and I are... You know not good with quick math so you don't realize that you're off a different T, which means you've actually got a minus or plus yardage depending on where it is so it's there yeah, for that 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 effed my head i was
1: like oh yeah, you gotta take 49 off or 35 off for oh shit,
0: really yeah okay
1: <laughs> so and i know these days with a laser yeah i know these days <laughs> with a laser
0: but you know, for a place like this, for you know, what like I said, one of the best golf courses in the world. For ten bucks, it's more like a keepsake. It's like a souvenir, if anything. And and you get to go through and and have a look at the course again, like we're doing now. So we go to the range session. I yeah, dead set didn't hit one out of the middle on the range. No, you didn't. And there's video of you topping the shit
1: out of a couple, right?
0: I top a driver six and a half meters to the left. It nearly goes onto the road there. We we had that the boys are calling me off shots because there were cars coming on a road that's 50 meters to the left, which is fair enough. Okay. But and that's downwind as well. See that range, like you think about it, they're putting a range downwind. So you start to feel good about your game and you're like, okay. I'm hitting a couple of good ones. You warm up, you're hitting it because it's the prevailing wind. So most of the wind, most of the time, it's always going to be going that way. And then you turn around and you go over to the practice screen. Beautiful little practice green, chipping and green. And then you walk up to the first hole, DP. Tell us about this first hole. Can we skip the whole first day?
1: <laughs> Can I just say... My expectations of this course, right, and I'd heard, oh, the wind, the wind. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, the wind, whatever, the wind. You know, I can play in wind. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a great golfer, but I've played in wind before. It can't be that hard. The first four holes are straight into this prevailing
0: wind, like directly
1: into the wind. And we had a day, what was it blown? 50 kilometers an hour?
0: Uh, I look, uh, yeah, I think there was some gusts up to that. I think the general wind was 35, 35, 40. It was strong, and and see this a bit of background as well. So, I played the Lost Farm, Ooh, what eight years ago or so. Um, it wasn't I was I would have been off 25, 26, and I played on my own in a very in a similar wind so i i kind of was expecting that wind um so in my head that was what i was going to get while i was down there and i was more than prepared for that because i'd been in probably harder winds than that um but then obviously being a bit better of a golfer than i was then i was wanting to play in it and play better than i did then but yeah, it's still, it's still like, all right, how am I going to manage this and how am I going to make my way around those first four holes that are all into the wind? And and you very quickly, well, you very quickly got slapped in the face. I did. I did, said did. And um,
1: it was, I mean, you saw me play the day before at Quinda. My driver was pretty solid, right? And I just wasn't missing too much, but. Um, and I'm not a long hitter, so I don't hit the ball long, but I, I could normally find a fairway. Um, I could not I, – I think I duck-hooked my first one right, didn't even make the fairway, and it, it went into that gauze. Yes,
0: yeah, it went into the gauze about 60 metres up ahead of us and was kind of just disappeared. And we yeah. heard that it was Irish drop and that you just kind of – you're not going to find your ball, yet we tried to have a look. <laughs> You take a drop, butt, you hit a good shot back out to the middle. For those that are listening, we're not going to go through every hole. We're not going to bore you with every hole, let me tell you now. But we've got to pick a few of those holes that we need to talk about. Yeah, and the first was – and I was like
1: – I wasn't quietly confident. I just thought – I'd heard so much about this cause and I, I thought, okay, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, the wind's up. But, you know, I should be Fair able to get ways a, couple, are wide. a couple of balls into play. And, and, Fairways are I'll, wide. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get a one-pointer here and a, and a wipe there, but – you know, it should still be an enjoyable round. <laughs> and I've taken and you're gonna call me out on this, right? But I've got 100%. A, I lost three balls on the first hole.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: One bunker play.
0: Yep. Green side. You chip it into the that's one of the best videos. You this you've got this chip where it's a like you got no green to work with. Uh, you're short-sighted, plus you've got to get over a bunker and you just chip it straight into the middle of the bunker. Yeah. And then you get in the bunker. I'm already pissing myself laughing. Like, I just think this is the – this is not great for you and I felt bad for that, but I was like, this footage is just brilliant. Double pars come to Tassie and the first hole. He now needs to pretty much get up and down from the bunker to save double par, and you've just absolutely knifed it out of the bunker over to the second tee box into the <laughs> shit, <laughs> and you just grab the camera and Jai and I putt out for both. We putt, we had both par putts. Somehow had par putts. We both make bogey, and we just move on.
1: Yeah, so I mark a ten on my card. You're going to claim that I didn't finish the hole out, but close enough's good enough.
0: Yeah, close enough's good enough. It, uh, it was, a for event. it was a stable for the vent.
1: It was a stable for the vent, right? I'd picked
0: up halfway down the fairway. <laughs> Didn't even need to. Be. I just it ticked all the boxes. Uh, one we were and, and so this is another thing. Before we started, we're like, all right, how many double pars are we going to have? How many balls are we going to lose? I think we're talking about losing six or seven balls over the entire two days. Um, how many double pars? You've lost three balls and had a double par and not finished the first hole, and we've got seventeen more glorious holes to go.
1: So five and a half balls, I think, was the overs and unders line that we came up with (laughs) for the whole eighteen holes. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
0: I think I think you were seven balls through seven holes. I
1: can confirm, according to our scorecard, (laughs) that that is correct. fair him. It, so yeah, was, it was tough that was
0: the first hole i was i was stoked that i um you know had a par look on, on that window I, I thought it was total opposite start so I've, I've had a start where i've had a par chance and i'm like yes cool i've you know nearly ticked the box of having a par and and kind of got through that first hole second hole i duck hooked mine left into the shit and all we do is hear you laugh in the background i've got the video and you just fucking love it because you've just lost three balls in the first one and then you're like I suck shit so I've lost my ball in a second, but anyways, as we'll go through the videos on holes two and three. You got anything to talk about holes two and three, or I'm going to jump to hole no. four.
1: Yeah, good. He might as well go to hole four. Did lose a right. ball hole, on three, but yeah. Hole four,
0: Barn Bugle Dunes. This is what they call jaws. So we had a question, and I'll pull up the question. Matt Tischler. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, but Maddie's Maddie's had a question on our. Uh, I threw up a post uh, just you know for people to ask questions on our podcast today about our trip to Bugle. and he goes, "Did either of you take on Jaws off the tee at the Dunes?" And I said, "Let's just say one of us did." So we'll run through that tonight. And then he goes, "Surely it was DP. He is an A grader now. Also, us <laughs> lefties are never good at laying up."
1: Ah, oh, Maddie Tischler, I love your work. Yeah, he must be a big fan of the pod if he knows I'm in A grade. I've only been in A grade for about a minute.
0: That's right. So let's just say, did you go for going over the top of Jaws? You probably don't remember.
1: So it's a prevailing wind, right? Like yeah. Like we're yeah, dead set. Yeah. This is the one where you hit driver 168 metres or something. Well,
0: it? you've just spoiled it. <laughs> uh, I think it was but, 190 metres to cover. Yeah and you took driver right i took driver so i tee off third yeah. you tee off first and did i did i tee off yeah. first yeah and you hit I hybrid just... you hit it beautifully you just hit i think hybrid yeah it didn't go far though <laughs> you hit it beautifully but it went into the shit on the right like yeah. just before the bunker like it was you said you hit it perfect and of course it was into the wind but just yeah anyways lost ball another lost ball um <laughs> Jaws hit this little like five iron and just placed it down there. His five iron iron's gone. Literally smashed it. It's gone one hundred and forty meters, one hundred thirty meters max. And so I've gone nah, I'll have a crack. Let's 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 try and load up here. You can't you can't come to Jaws and not have a go. And I've hit driver, and it's literally what it, it might have gone one hundred and fifty nine meters. I think I worked out it went. Didn't go. Far I looked at the at all. I looked at the Arcos sensor. And it went 159 meters and I middled it. But you hit a high
1: ball flight. I think you'll see. Yeah, that was
0: really high. And that was straight into that wind as well. So in answering Matt's uh, question, I tried to go for it. I didn't (laughs) even come 30 meters close to the bunker. Yeah. But that bunker is ridiculous. You loved it as well. You can hear in the video again, once I hit it, you think it's in the bunker and you're you're like, yes, get in that bunker. This is going to be great. And then it lands like 30 short because it's coming backwards. Yeah. So another, yeah, great. Thank you for your there
1: support. Was, there was a bit of, I, I recall you saying to my ball, get in the bunker, get in the shit a few times.
0: Look, I have to admit, looking back at the footage, I realized that I say that more than I thought yes. I did.
1: Yes, you did and you started it.
0: Yes. So I think I on did
1: day so on day two when you get the shits. Yes, but so don't tell one of your balls to get no yeah. bunker. This is where it all started, Nate.
0: Yeah, I, I did realize that. that listening back to it, I think it was at Coinda.
1: <laughs> it might have even been it, it was
0: actually I think it was at foreplay. play. It
1: very well could have been, but that set the tone. When you
0: drop kicked the first ever drive at foreplay and it uh, went 80 metres into the bunker, I think I was like, get in the bunker. So I was like, oh, shit, I had this coming early on. This was, this was, yeah. Yeah, you did. Karma. Yeah, you did. Some call it karma.
1: We don't want to go through every hole. There's only one hole I really want to talk about on the first day, and it's the eighth. It's the 417 metre par four.
0: Ranked number one. Oh come on, we have to talk about the seventh before that.
1: What are we going to talk about the seventh for?
0: What do they call it? Devils what?
1: Don't know. It's hard to say. It's something. Is that that little par three? Yes. Had another double par there.
0: It was playing. It it was playing. I think ninety three meters. Into the wind. No hitting. The landing zone was so small.
1: Yeah, and the bunkers on the left of that hole. Bunker
0: is just dead right where you ended up was dead because we couldn't find it.
1: And I thought I'd smoked like a bloody hybrid or something down there. Yeah,
0: so this is a hybrid into a 90-meter hole. (laughs) (laughs) Jai's absolutely dribbled his down the path, and there's a photo up on Facebook of his hitting his second shot which he didn't want anyone to talk about.
1: Yeah, but at least he found his freaking ball. That was the thing that peed me off. Like I lost, as I said, seven balls through seven holes. So I was, I was frazzled. Let's use that
0: word. <laughs> Frazzled. I was frazzled. I was hey, frazzled. um, actually, I forgot. Jai wrote a comment as well. He wanted a question tonight. He said, would you rather? So there's a hypothetical. And it said, lose three balls on the first at Barn Bugle-Junes or double par or not finish the hole.
1: <laughs> He's taking the piss, right? Because I did all three of them.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I think Jai might be. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the eighth then. Come I on. Hope- have, Jice, have your have moment.
1: Joyce steps on the go.
0: <laughs> have yeah. your moment. Here's the eighth.
1: So the eighth, a 417 meter par four, hardest hole on the course.
0: Tell everyone which way it's going. Is it going with the wind? Let's
1: let let's. I was going to say. Let, I will put it out there that we finally get the wind with us. Yeah. Like we've had yeah. out of those eight holes, I think we've had one, maybe two assistances. Right. So I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, let's smoke this, and it's a it's a split green, a split fairway, right, left and right. Yes, and I I piped mine. I thought I got a, a bit of this, right? And you pipe you you pumped yours, right? So you you dead set murder yours. You get your <laughs> yeah. well out there, well out there, right? I think you, it was over two. It was like three hundred meters or something on it. Uh,
0: yeah, it wasn't that much.
1: Two eighty maybe. Anyway, yeah. it was a long drive, and I thought I'd hit mine. You know, I'm thinking I like, air. Yeah, I middled that 2.30 maybe with the wind. <laughs> uh, it's a good hit. And so I'm walking. You're walking up to my right. ball. And I'm like, it uh, doesn't matter if I went left or right. I covered the, like, the hump thing in the middle. <laughs> I'm down there somewhere. I just keep walking. And so I'm walking and walking. I'm going, oh, it has got to be my ball. And it works out it's your ball. I'm <laughs> 50, 60 metres back. So I had to walk back to my ball, which was on the high side of the fairway, mind you. So if you ever get the opportunity to play this course, go high side. And uh, anyway, look, I don't know what else happens for the rest of it, but I take three more shots and par the hole and walk away, and you bogey today. Eh?
0: Yeah, you you hit your next one. You hit your next one down short. It's a big ravine, and it, it it's it's a it's a very uphill at the end, and you were down low, and you were there for two. And then you've hit this nice little chip up that's kind of run to like, oh, it must have been like six feet or something. It's a beautiful little chip. But there I am, 270 or 280 in the middle, and I just pull it left into the shit. I lose the ball, make double, and you've just drained the par, but make par. Easy hole, the eighth at the dunes. So we go through nine, we stop for a beer, and we have a beer, and I could, have, I could have stopped there. That wind smashed us that much that we just walk in there and we smash a couple of beers and it's like ugh, we've got to get up and play another nine holes, which I'm trying to – I'm probably making that sound a lot worse than what it is. It was amazing to get back out there, but it was just one of those moments where we'd been hammered by the wind and you kind of get inside, you take your hat off, you get to regroup, and then you get a couple of beers deep and you kind of snuggle into that bar stool a little bit more, and then you're like, all right, let's go do this. Yeah, it was, it was weird, the temperature, too, wasn't it? Like, we had that wind, but I think we both ended up
1: taking our jumpers off and we're walking around. Um, it was pretty comfortable, but the wind was definitely barraging. Like, it just drains it out of you, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Um, Adam looked
1: after us. We grabbed a six-pack and a, and a couple of singers and, and took off, yeah?
0: Yeah, we did. Yep, just straight to the room. What was the room number? 108.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We just kept charging everything back to that room,
0: didn't we? 108, room 108. I Every never the, even on the... It. the the look on your face
1: when we asked for the bill on the last day—that was uh, that was epic. Um, I don't really want to talk about the back nine because I think I end up with—I turned with eleven Staywulfed points. Yep, and you didn't do better on the back. Nowhere near better. <laughs> Did I have eight? I think I had eight Staywulfed points on the back. I've I've got my scorecard here, and Jai was scoring for us all because we. Had yeah. The back bet going on, I stopped scoring at the 15th. So I don't know what I scored for the last three holes. But yeah, and I and, and through those 15, I had five points on the back. So I wiped the first two, couple of two-pointers, wiped 14, and then a one-pointer for 15. And I think I was pretty ropeable by this time. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I had a two-pointer to finish off. And, yeah, it was a long, long day for me, that back nine.
0: Yeah, it was. The 10, 11, 12, like you're all kind of like with the wind, with the wind. So that's one thing. You come out and you're with the prevailing wind. So it, it's so good when you're with the wind and it, it's fun, but it, it still plays completely different because you're in a way it, it plays harder because you've got to kind of really judge how much further this ball's going to go um, – you don't want to be long on a few places, but you can't judge those gusts. Where When you're playing into the wind, I feel like I feel like it's a bit easier and you know where your landing zones are short. So if you come up short, okay, it's safe there. I can see what's there at that fairway. But when we're going with the prevailing, all of a sudden you bring all the back of the green into it. So we get off uh, 10, 11, 12. Um, I think there's a really cool... 13 was a cool par three that we played that you have this amazing chip out of the shit up high right and it just kind of just trickles and you think it's a really bad shot, but all of a sudden it rolls down, rolls down, rolls down, rolls around and rolls to like five, six feet. Um, which was cool to see. And that's one thing about Lynx golf is just seeing those, like the swales and where the ball can go. And then I had a putt which was up high. It was like mini golf and I had to aim well left and bring it back around and down. Um, and I make a, like a ridiculous par from there. I think I get up and down from that par, which I never thought that, that was going to happen. But then we get to 14 and I know I've got the wind behind me and I'm, I'm going to grow a bit of the ego here, but a pump driver, and it gets over the 300 markets goes 312 on the arcos sensor i've got it and it's a par five and i've got 135 meters in so i'm pretty jacked i'm pretty excited 135 meters in par five i hit a 52 degree wedge i hit it pin high straight into the bunker bunker right Never looked like going anywhere else. I think I might have bladed it, actually. I make it sound like I hit that pure. I bladed the shit out of it into the right bunker um, and somehow get up out of the bunker and, and make two putts for pass. So that was, that was a highlight, that 14th hole, and I think Jai was even pretty excited. He hits a good big ball when he gets onto it as well, and he was pretty excited for me to get over 300 metres there. But although I walked away with a par, I kind of uh, let that one slip you let a let a lot slip Nate. i did that's my golf game but my golf games it's it's fun to watch and that's why i think it will come out that it um cuz i just yeah i make some really good pars from shit spots and then i three jab things and make doubles from the middle of the fairways mm-hmm. it's, golf. it's
1: easy it's easy to do on on these two courses and link style golf and that's one thing that i learned and took away when i regrouped after being frazzled at the right. dunes. <laughs> was that I was just trying too hard. Like, I got killed a couple of times with runouts where the ball was just running for miles and then it just run off the fairway and into the shit. Instead of just taking my medicine and just playing two clubs shorter, even into the wind, to just get it in play and just knock myself around the course, I just tried to play a normal game and you just can't do that. And it just yeah. punished, just punished, 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 punish.
0: Yeah, so we we get to the 16th. The par 3, just a not really, you know, unassuming kind of par 3 into the wind, but kind of downhill, uh, about 147 metres. And anyways, we have a hit. I, I pull it left and my my road to the hole was pretty interesting, as you'll see on the video, where I chip it straight into a bunker myself, um, and then I putt out of the bunker. There's, there's, yeah, there's something to look out for. But anyway, you go right. You get up eventually, you have a three jab, and what happens? You can unmute yourself, DP. This is your moment. It's
1: not my moment. It's what definitely... happens? Were
0: well, you just practicing? It looked like you were practicing your cover drive. I'd had
1: enough, mate. I'm <laughs> feeling it. I was... <laughs> I was on five Stableford points. (laughs) Five Stableford points for the back nine. I had... (laughs) I just had enough. Five Stableford
0: points in six holes on the back nine. You were. Yeah. And then you come up to the 16th. And And wipe it. And double paring. And and you do a Terry Pilcadaris. I just... The putter release from the hands. <laughs> it was going. It was like
1: in my head, all I heard was someone say, And here comes Probably. the putter fur." <laughs> so I've just gone And I thought I threw it pretty well. Except and it wasn't it wasn't the worst club in my bag.
0: Like it was dead set. No, it
1: wasn't that bad 100%. a club. Like it had been behaving and and I think I just I took it It was out. a good
0: putter throw. I mean, I mean, the good mate that I am, I went and got it for you, but you threw it away from where we were fucking going to the next tee box. Yeah, look, I wasn't thinking. It was irrational. <laughs> I was frazzled. It was frazzled, but anyways, I like at that moment I was like like we still I knew that the Lost Farm was good weather. We were going to have less wind and the Lost Farm was already a little thing in my head that I'd played it before. I knew what I was getting. And I was excited about that and we'd already had a double par on the first hole and then you'd thrown your putter on the 16th and I thought, this is everything that I could have dreamed for. <laughs> and then we get to 17 I put one on the,
1: on the beach. <laughs> you put it on the beach. <laughs> so the wind is coming off our right-hand side, right? It's howling, right-hand side wind and I'm going, well, I'm just going to, punch it out the right, the wind's going to bring this back and, you know, I hit a baby fade. It'll be good. Yeah. This thing has gone as straight as a rocket and just landed on the beach. I was. It's lucky the freaking driver didn't end up on the beach.
0: Mate, there was somebody that put a po- I put a photo up or something of you walking on the beach to get it. <laughs> and someone who has played there many times wrote a comment saying <laughs> – what hole is this? I've never even noticed that there's like a beach that you could put a ball on. Like he hey, said, it's never even come into his mind, and then I had to explain what hole it was for him.
1: Well, the, I guess the only sort of I don't know, positive I took out of that walk on the beach with my eight iron was <laughs> I found more than just my ball. There was a few <laughs> other balls down there, so I didn't feel as bad. There was a couple of other, and there was a couple Pro V ones, so.
0: It was, yeah. You, we'll talk about you picking up balls later. Uh, just quickly, Dickie Mercer ain't getting a look in tonight. This interview, no,
1: you understand, no chance.
0: Wrong. We're going to, uh, so if you if you've come in here just to listen to Dickie Mercer, um, sorry, Dicky, we're going to put you back another week. <laughs> because we are dribbling, but it's fun and it's good to, you know, it's, it deserves it. The, the courses deserve us to kind of talk about our, our time down there. But we we had a question from another guy, Cleb Hanrahan. I believe he's a Wollongong boy down there. And he wrote, at what point in a golf round condones the throwing of a putter? Oh, come on, Cleb. It's fair dinkum. He fair goes, club champs, you know- club champs are at the moment and absolutely can't wait for the story from Tassie. He's he goes. How many three footers missed or lipped equates to how many meters the club goes? Is that a is that a thing as well?
1: See, I'm not even a, I'm not a club thrower. Like I've 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 had a go at my mates throwing clubs and right? you know abuse clubs. Yeah. This is this is the second time that I can recall where it's I've poor lobbed, poor
0: golf behaviour, isn't it?
1: I've lobbed the club. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 pathetic etiquette. The other one was me gap wedge that ended up in the front of the eighth. Green at Cowinda, there's a big swamp there. Yep. and it was a stroke event, and I think I put th- I put three
0: in the piss. So that club was fucked. <laughs> it ended up in the water. I tell you what, but like, I think there's a place for club throwing that's actually acceptable, and that's <laughs> with your mates in a golf trip. Yeah. Look, like you can't, you, long you long can't you do it in a, a it club in round. You'll never do it in a competition round or, you know, club champs or anything like that. Like I, I've, I've been with guys that have thrown clubs in it. You just kind of come off going like, what a fuck weird Like seriously. Yeah. Like, um. but I'm thinking the last time I threw my putter, and if my mates are listening to this, they'd be the first to jump on this, but it was at the Hunter Valley, the Crown Plaza, and my putter went into the cow fields on the right on one of those holes. Like it went. I reckon it went 70 metres. And then I had to jump the fence, the barbed wire, and go and get it.
1: So long you, I mean, I don't know. You know those ones?
0: I hate the blokes
1: that get really, really angry and swear. And, like, you know, you, you're worried that they're going to punch people.
0: Yeah. Was that me the next day?
1: Look, I don't want to go into that yet. But there, there was I, – I just did it out of sheer frustration, but sheer venting. Like, it's the only – the only way to vent, like it wasn't at you or Jai or it was just that the bloody stupid golf gods up there blowing the wind. And just, I don't know, they're just like, double par, you suck and you're going to have a shit day. And, and, and I was. In this mindset, where I was really enjoying the day but not enjoying the day, does that make sense? Like I'm in this yeah. place that I'd been yeah. looking forward to. I'm going, yeah, happy place, great golf course, and all I was thinking was, if this wind fucked off, <laughs> I would be having a good day, even though I was hitting the bullshit. And I still had a good day. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already going. Well, when am I going back? I need to go back. Hundred percent.
0: Into- hey, yeah, yeah. I think that's this. the takeaway. Yeah, that was going to be one of the takeaways is that that wind and even how hard those difficult like those conditions were. All you can think about is when is the next time I can play that course and play it again, because every hole is so much fun. And the, the winds, t- and I think we were very lucky that we got the next day without the wind, because I think if we went down the day before and we heard people were saying that the day we played on that Tuesday was good conditions to the day before. The day before was pretty much unplayable when we flew down that night, so we were. Well, pretty let's just lucky.
1: confirm. They never said that Tuesday was good. They just said that the Monday was unplayable. Correct. <laughs> they never said Tuesday was good. They just said lucky you weren't here yesterday because it was unplayable. And I think Adam was telling us about a group of ladies who'd come up from Hobart and they played two or three holes and walked off like it was just that bad. So, um, yeah, I think it's – it's. I mean, and that's golf, is it? You, especially when you travel, you just don't know what weather you're going to get and you can't control the weather, but – um. Look, I, 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 in hindsight, I reckon I would have enjoyed playing Lost Farms more in that weather than the dunes. Yep. I'm just going to put that out there. I think that the dunes in that weather is
0: unforgiving. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Bridport, just the weather this week um, – and tomorrow it's uh, 35 to 55K in the morning, 40 to 60 in the evening. Then the next day it's 40 to 60Ks and then the next day it's 25 to 35 and then it drops to like, you know, 10 to 15. So that's one of the things when you book a trip to Tassie or down onto the peninsula um, or, you know, kind of anywhere that you got to deal with, but you got to be prepared for that. you got to be prepared that there could be some... Right-o, mate. gotta be sorry, just you know locals doing manies up my road um, what the, what's that about uh, you know it's just the leton crew leadington hot laps um yeah I think I think you've got to be you got to be prepared for that and that was the thing like I've always been worried about that with booking like King island or or any of those trips and I've been down to the peninsula at mornington I've played in really bad wind I've played in good wind and I think you've just got to accept it and and just you know if it's hard. We all want to play in perfect weather, but it it wouldn't be as fun, I don't think, without knowing what it could be like in the wind. Yeah, yeah it's, the tough. it's tough. But anyway, it's tough. It's not for we, everyone. It's, it's not, let's,
1: let's put that out there. It is not for everyone. So, yeah, there, I know a lot of blokes that won't play um, the peninsula and won't go down and play the sandbelt because they go, "Oh, yeah, where we're the Melbourne. golfers." It's yeah, they're fair weather golfers. They go, yeah. it's cold, it's windy, yeah. it's not, that's yeah. not the golf I would play. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not one of them, but I can see how, after having experienced that and go, oh shit, you can see their argument for it.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things you're you about that, that course, that layout, that, that, the ground it's on, the, the, the divots I was taking, I was nearly taking a photo with every single divot that I made because I felt like I was a pro with those huge, like, you know, slabs of grass that were coming out of the ground. Um, which would just make me come back for more and more. Fescue. The turf is fescue, Nate. I hope you're right. I'm not going to fact-check it, but I'm sure everyone else will. That's the turf. I thought the fescue was the shit.
1: That's what I thought, but apparently not
0: That's from not a reliable cool. source. I
1: didn't Google it. I haven't fact-checked oh, the person Jesus that Christ. told me, but I've got it on very good authority that it's fescue. Anyways.
0: anyways, we get down to the 18th. <laughs> I think I still... Anyways, we, we won't ruin it, but um, yeah, we, the 18th is a fun hole to finish on. A little bit of drama we kind of create on the 18th, but deciding the match, I guess, I think it's pretty easy to tell the double pass out of the running by the 18th between the three of us. Um, but... What about that night? We, we finish up the 18th. Oh, takeaways from the dunes. besides that, you know, any kind of takeaways from the dunes golf course firstly?
1: Uh, it was Jai's birthday. Uh, Jai's a burglar. Um, the sandwiches were really good. I parred the hardest hole on the course. <laughs> Adam's a good bloke. And at the end of it, we had some espresso martinis, which were really good.
0: Delicious. And they were, were really good. Fuck, mate. It was really, really tough. Really tough. I think we said that a million times in the videos as well. as just how tough it was out there. But um, I, I enjoyed every second of it. I, I, it's the first time I'd played the Dunes track and I'd love to uh, love to go back there and, and play it at a heartbeat. So we finish up and that night we go and not only was it Jai's birthday, but we go and crash his birthday dinner.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a blend of fescue and bent grasses. The course flourishes in the coastal environment. Just fact-checked myself.
0: Yep. Cool. Big
1: um grass. So we meet Nina, um, Jai's lovely partner, um, at dinner, who Jai confirmed, no, you are not crashing it. You're more than welcome. Please come. And you and I are a bit, mm, let's just go out and have a drink, right, because it's his birthday. And But no, Nina was lovely, and we, we had a few, uh, few drinks beforehand, and then we went and sat down for dinner, and you got
0: put on the spot about ordering a red wine. Red wine. They both hadn't <laughs> drunk red wine or something before, and I had to pick a red wine for them. So there was a bit of pressure there. Got a beautiful GSM. Yeah, you know, I think they. I think they liked it. But anyway,s they might have been. They might have been mine. But smashed another affogato and called it a night. Got ready for the Lost Farm. Yeah, we did activity bed or normal bed for sleep. Again, you're gonna have to wait to see the video.
1: <laughs> Is that the special after hours?
0: Oh yeah, the uh adults, the Gretel Gretel Colleen's adults only, like on uh Big Brother.
1: The
0: out of Up bounds with,
1: Google that, out of
0: bounds with DP. Oh, don't do that. Just, please <laughs> stop. Stop talking about Googling stuff with your name in it. Some absolute dribble there. So we're going to leave it there. That is part one of uh, our wrap-up of Barn Bugle. Um, that episode is what you're listening to now. We will put episode two out in a couple of days' time, looking at the Lost Farm, and that's a ripper as well. And we are going to throw uh, the much-anticipated interview with Dickie Mercer, Richard Mercer, who's um, coaching out of the vintage at Hunter Valley. Um, and he tells us about you know his life on tour that was um, playing in the 84 british open Uh, he's got some great stories about playing with sevi Ballesteros. um yeah it's a it's a ripper interview so that will be in the next episode to come out later this week so make sure you catch that one and us finishing off our out of bounds tour but the videos will come out soon and i'm excited about them so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for those videos but other than that thanks for staying with us this episode enjoy your golf and we'll see you later on this week for part two of our out of bounds experience we're three golf tragics. We're weekend packers, and we love That's to right. go of golf. And I, I think oh, that, I showed that. you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 you did. We'll get to that shortly. Guys. <laughs>